Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show, now in its 21st year on Voice America. Um, it's, it, this program is really about turning your problems into solutions and your obstacles into opportunities and making your dreams come true as well. And today we are talking about significant relationships. We're talking about marriage. We're talking about relationships that are committed. We're talking about how to make them work in today's world. So let me share a couple of things with you. My guest today is Marsha Naomi Berger, and her book is Marriage Minded, an A to Z Dating Guide for Lasting Love. And let me share a little bit before I tell you about Marsha. Now, women no longer need to get married for financial security or to start a family. Society now widely accepts being single as a personal choice with no stigma attached, regardless of a woman's age. Still, many women want to get married, and so do many men. But often women don't speak about their desire for marriage because they fear that people will view them as desperate, desperate, or worse, foolish. Or after all, isn't happily ever after only for fairy tales. Well, that's not true. And Marsha in her book offers marriage-minded an A to Z dating guide for lasting love. She offers an assortment of practical tips, wisdom, reassurance, and inspiring two stories for every woman who longs to find a life partner and create a union that fulfills her emotionally, spiritually, sexually, and materially. So let me tell you about Marsha. And welcome, Marsha. Well, thank you. I'm glad to be here. All right. Let's share a little bit about you. Marsha Naomi Berger, MSW, LCSW, leads dynamic marriage and communication workshops and is a popular speaker at conferences. She's a clinical social worker with a private psychotherapy practice and has taught continuing education classes for therapists at the University of California and for various professional associations. And she lives in Marin County with her husband of 33 years, and she gives her weekly marriage meetings major credit for their lasting happiness together. So no matter what your status is, right, whether you want to be married or have a committed relationship, um, these are some uplifting messages for you. So again, welcome, Marsha, and really happy that you're here. All right. My pleasure to be here, Patricia. Thank you. All right. So question right out of the box you know there were so many divorces i mean it used to be 50 percent divorce rate now i think it's even higher for second and third marriages why are there so many divorces has marriage become outdated is it no longer relevant speak to us okay i'll answer the first one is marriage outdated um i don't believe marriage is outdated i think what's outdated are the old expectations for marriage and mm. i think the reason that there are so many divorces is that people don't know why they're marrying in the first place and or they don't have the kind of skills that are needed for a 21st century marriage Mm -hmm. so how has marriage changed it used to be as you said patricia it used to be um, more necessary economically or for social status and that's not true anymore Uh, Mm -hmm. people who are single enjoy generally the same kind of respect and acceptance as married people yeah, um, and I, I think I do, that. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Then I'll oh, add. And I, I think that the new expectations are that marriage, or what you might call a long-term committed relationship, the new expectation is for spiritual and emotional fulfillment, not just mm-hmm. sex and yeah. the material kinds of or physical yeah. considerations, yeah. and these emotional spiritual. Uh, advantages of marriage, let's say, um, they, it takes uh, some kind of, a different kind of investment in the relationship and a willingness to communicate in, in ways that bring you close together and help you feel bonded. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's interesting, though. I do want to bring this up because it's a, it's a deviant of this, and that is religious marriages. I'm talking about Orthodox Jews. I'm also talking about um, you know, Catholics that may be, you know, very strict, talking about some, some people in the Muslim faith, different religions that, you know, look at marriage in a very different way. 
you know, it's for life. It's to procreate. Many of them have many children. Um, it's, you know, and, and there's almost a matchmaking system where parents get involved. And a lot of those marriages last because there's a lot of similar value. Speak to that a little bit, Marsha, before we go into this. Yeah, the similar values are very, very important. And, uh, yeah, in, in my book, I do talk a little bit about arranged marriages. And when they are arranged with the best interests of both partners, um, those are likely to be lasting, fulfilling marriages because they know the people and they know what's important to both of them and they, mm-hmm. uh, they're able to match them according to their values and their interests and their I, I suppose their commitment also to, you know, this important value is whatever their religion or spiritual practice is. Yeah, yeah, and it, it is different, and I've seen it. I've seen it in Orthodox communities, and, you know, it, it can, now, it doesn't mean that everybody stays married. Right? There are certainly divorces in these communities as well, but they're not as high. And I think yes, it's because of something you said. They just, they come into it wanting exactly the same things out of life. Yeah, and they also know, um, I can actually speak a little bit about Orthodox Judaism, uh, because one of the most prominent people um, who uh, guided so many, many people in their lives, uh, he's called the Lubavitcher Rebbe, uh, and his name is um, Rabbi Menachem Mendel Schneerson. He, I quote him in the book also, and he talks about what love means in marriage, and he views it as not, it's not this instant attraction and chemistry. It's something that grows over time as people yes. live with each other every day, and they show their fine character traits and commitment to each other. So it becomes something that grows, and that's the kind of love that is the lasting love. Right. And that is, that's for that community and all communities, right? For any, right. In any yeah, relationship. Right. For anybody. Yeah, any relationship. Yeah. So, um, so the question is, why marry? You know, do you because you want to? Because you want a life partner? You know, why marry? There's no guarantee, but with the right partner, and if you're willing to keep learning, you could find that growth experience. But what do you think? Uh, I think that's exactly right, and that uh, why marry? I, it's because you need to want to. <laughs> the yearning has to be there, not because somebody else tells you that you should um, or that you shouldn't. You know, it should be what you really want deep down inside. And there are certainly benefits of being married. Research shows that married people are likely to be happier, live longer, and enjoy better health. Mm. Yeah. Is there an ideal marriage, do you think? Or what are the components would you say, Marsha, of the closest thing to an ideal marriage? Yeah, I like the way you put that because ideal doesn't exist, but we want to get as close as we can. And uh, an ideal or almost ideal marriage does bring that kind of fulfillment on emotional and spiritual levels as well as physical and material. Each partner feels like the other really gets them or understands them. I think the other thing I want to ask because... Certainly, you know, it's the elephant in the room. People, particularly as they get older and they're in longer-term marriages, there's always that question about sex, you know, is it still existing? And I guess my question is, does it depend on the couple? So, for example, if the same, if the, if the, if the couples have the same drive, I would think that it, it works no matter what it is, whether it's a little or a lot or medium, whereas mm-hmm. if they don't have the same drive, that's where there's an issue. Speak to that. I think when couples, um, as they grow and learn together, some kind of matching happens where it works out that both people are happy um, and they, they get to a place where they have a routine where sex is going to happen or can happen. It doesn't have to happen, but if they have a certain time every week when we're going to be available if we want to and have sex, that's a wonderful way to keep that part of the relationship going. And it is just so, so important, no matter what age people are, to keep a sexual life thriving. It's like a a glue that helps hold the relationship together and helps us be more understanding and uh, let the little things go because we're feeling fulfilled in an important way. Mm, Very good. Um, We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the common obstacles to a lasting, fulfilling union. 
And we'll also talk about women being interested in marriage as much as, I mean, men being interested in marriage as much as women. And um, Marsha, how can people find you before we end? Oh, they can find me on my website, Marriage Meetings, with an S on the end, marriagemeetings.com. And they can find my book, um, Marriage Minded, an A to Z Dating Guide for Lasting Love on Amazon and all the online places where you can get books. And also, uh, you can ask your local bookstore for it if it's not there. And it should be getting in more and more libraries, so very available. Great. Thank you. My guest today is Marsha Naomi Berger, and she's a master's in social work and also LCSW. And she leads dynamic marriage and communication workshops and is a very popular speaker. And her brand new book is Marriage Minded, an A to Z dating guide for lasting love. We'll be back with, um, we will be back with Marsha after the break. And we'll talk about, um, you know, what are some of the obstacles in terms that we have to go through? And also, um, are men just in, is interested in marriage as women? And, and much more. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice, and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voiceamerica. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. What are the labels that identify us? Who are we and how do we figure out our place in the world? Do we own our narrative? If you were to create your biography today, what would it say about you? Listen for Dropping In with host Diane Dewey, the author of the award-winning memoir, Fixing the Fates. Diane and her guests will give their version of finding themselves. Find out about your authenticity by dropping in every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Join hosts Navanav every week for Good Morning Canada. Our home is Canada, but our message and reach is boldly global. Our focus is on the alternative perspective, the hidden dimension, and the expansive horizon. Ideas are designed to be challenged, perceptions shattered, and information balanced. We invite you to visualize the converse viewpoint, dare to be inquiring, but always promise an hour of lively fun. Listen worldwide at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show well hello everyone and we are back and my guest today is Marsha naomi berger and her new book is Marriage Minded, an A to Z dating guide for lasting love. She leads dynamic marriage and communication workshops and is a popular speaker at conferences. And welcome back, Marsha. All right. Well, thank here you, are Patricia. some questions for you. <laughs> so here are some questions for you. Um, the obstacles. You know, what are what would you say are the obstacles that we go through? To to lasting and fulfilling union. Yes. Okay. So there are obstacles for dating constructively, and there are obstacles to creating a lasting and fulfilling union. Uh, So in terms of creating a lasting and fulfilling union, obstacles include expecting a spouse to change. Sometimes people have um, 
unrealistic expectations uh, because basically what you see is what you get. We might be able to change a little bit, but long-standing habits are not likely to change unless the person really wants to, has the will to change, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, will do whatever it takes, including therapy in some situations. Another obstacle is, and this kind of goes with the first one, instead of expecting a spouse to change, an obstacle can be failing to be responsible for improving our own behavior in ways that would help the relationship thrive. Because basically it comes to each of us having to own who we are, what we want, what we feel, and take care of ourselves in a way that also helps us to take care of the relationship. Mm -hmm. Another obstacle is lack of knowledge about how to communicate positively. And then a big one, which I see as a therapist, is unconsciously repeating dysfunctional or unconstructive behaviors that we learned while growing up witnessing in our families, such as Mm -hmm. blaming, withdrawing, placating, when there's a conflict underneath it. And then finally, I'll say lack of awareness about how our own behaviors help perpetuate lasting negative interactions. Instead, again, instead of blaming the part, instead of blaming their partner, say, look into ourselves so that we can become aware of how our own behaviors Mm -hmm. contribute to whatever situation we would like to improve. Yeah. It's interesting that you'd say this because um, I've been in a relationship about a year now. And there were some things, and there were things that were hard for me, and I've actually seen changes. I mean, just changes Mm. in behavior. And, um, you know, I heard from family members, well, you know, nobody's going to change. And I don't think that's true. If you want, and I'm not talking about character changes. I'm talking about things you say, things, you you know, and, and I have found just talking and for the other person being willing to listen and understand makes all the difference in the world. All the difference. I hear you. Yes, yes. Changes can happen when we are able to communicate in a way that expresses what we would like to have different when they're, when it's realistic, when we're not asking, say, an introvert to become an extrovert, right. but we might right. ask somebody uh, if they wouldn't mind uh, holding the car door open for us because we like to feel like a lady. Right, right. Or sometimes it's happened in my case where I know the feeling is really there, but sometimes I just want to hear it. And I'll say, uh-huh. will, you just yeah, tell right. me? will you just tell me? And then I'll get, but you know. And I'll say, but I want to hear it. And that mm-hmm. makes a difference for me. And it's a little thing, but it makes a big difference. It makes a big difference, yes. So, all right, now tell me, are men just as interested in marriage as women? Uh, yes, they are. A, a recent survey done by the Pew Research people found that nearly equal numbers of men and women, 83% for men, 84% for women, say that having a successful marriage was one of the most important things or very important in their lives. So there's a a misconception, I think, that um, women vastly outnumber men and being interested in marriage, but I think it's more that the women talk about it more than the men. Yeah, interesting. And studies have shown that men benefit more from marriage than women. Do you think that's true? Do you think that's fair? I mean, what should women expect and demand for marriage to work for them as well? Uh, I think that it is true that men benefit more from marriage than women uh, because women provide so much more emotional support to men than vice versa. Um, And you just showed us, Patricia, that you can get that emotional support from men, too. We, we have to be able to ask for it, maybe yes. model it. Um, yeah. But in general, women are more social and have other outlets to gain emotional support than men, so they benefit a lot from the emotional support that women give them. Mm-hmm. We're also uh, more, yeah, well, we're more social. And Another advantage for men is that women are like to be more proactive in encouraging the man to take good care of himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think, yeah, the self-care is, makes a big difference, too. Yeah. Now, you had said this, I think, in your book, or we talked about it before the show, 
You married a little later in life. Do you feel that there is a right age in which to marry? I don't think there's any one right age to marry because we see successful, fulfilling marriages in people at all different ages. I think it's probably more a matter of having enough maturity, which can come at any age, uh, enough maturity to be in a kind of relationship where you can attend to both your own needs and your partner's needs and, and think about what's best for the relationship rather than what's just best for me or what's best for him to have Mm -hmm. that kind of balance where both partners needs are met yeah so there's a you and a me and a we right right and that we is is just that's that's the transition i think we make from going to a less mature to more mature let's talk about dating and dating apps Is this making it easier to find a husband or wife or significant other? Is it making it more difficult or more easy? And, of course, now we have COVID, so now we're using them even more. Right, yeah. So so the answer is, is it easier or is it more difficult? Uh, Probably in some ways it's easier and in some ways it's more difficult. We've all heard of all the scamming that goes on and people who pretend they're interested in a woman. Maybe it goes the other way, too. but then, and then they suddenly they, they want money or some kind of emergency they need to need help with. Um, so so that's the downside. On the positive side, um, about a third of marriages have resulted from meeting online. So it's it's a wonderful resource, and, and people are no longer limited to a geography. And you know, if somebody says there's no all the men in my neighborhood are married, well, you can go way beyond your neighborhood. You can go to a different country, a different country. Right. right. Yeah. Interesting. So it's important. Yeah. It's important to um, to go in with with your eyes open and to take the kind of precautions that make sense and don't don't meet somebody uh, if you don't really know um, who they are yet. Get references or informally or formally. People do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like you said, you just have to be. You know, and if you if you say, you know, it's like if you see something, say something. If something doesn't feel right. In what they're saying or doing, then um, question it. Definitely. I think that makes it. Now, we all hear that chemistry is important in a relationship, that initial spark upon meeting, you know, now. And you said this in the beginning. You said chemistry can develop over time. However, do you think it's important to have it initially? Oh, I think it's important to have it fairly soon, but not necessarily the first time that you meet somebody because you, you just, you know, you might be nervous or they might be nervous or have something else on their mind. Um, but if you date someone at least a few times and, and overall you're enjoying each other's company, um, it's quite possible that chemistry will develop in a short time. Right. Now, I asked you this before about sex. But again, the importance of sex in a successful marriage, you feel that this makes a big difference. And do you feel that if people aren't having sex in long-term relationships, are they, do they just have a good friendship? Or maybe they're just, you know, they just, I don't know, they're more, more role mates than soul mates? <laughs> oh, um it's interesting when you when you said this. I see myself smiling because I'm thinking the the people that I see as a therapist, um, they're it's it's quite common. A couple will come for therapy because they haven't had sex in a few years or even ten years, and mm. um, they want this. They they want this back. They want the passion back, and um, so so I I see it as really important for a successful marriage. Um, I don't personally know anybody um, where, you know, it's one of those things people don't talk about that much, um, but I, I do hear a lot of, about a lot of couples that sleep in separate bedrooms, um, and, and that might be okay. Dr. Ruth, a famous sex therapist, she and her husband had sex separate bedrooms, and there is certainly the implication that they had a nice sex life, but I do think sex is important to a successful marriage. I think mm-hmm. it's the glue that helps people stay together in a good marriage, and it, it keeps the partners feeling bonded. And also, do you think a spouse should be someone's best friend? I mean, do you think it's... Um, oh, oh, yes. Um, it's a wonderful, wonderful to have a spouse who's a best friend. I am very grateful that my spouse and I are each other's best friends. 
and there's research that supports that the marriages are better when, in general, when the spouses are best friends. They have the happiest marriages. Mm-hmm. All right. On that note, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about is there a perfect spouse? We'll talk about um, kind of marriage equality and what that means. What does it mean when you have children? And we'll talk about um, divorce, too, and sort of what happens after that and how do you rebuild relationships. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. My guest is Marsha Naomi Berger, and her new book is Marriage Minded, an A to Z Dating Guide for Lasting Love. And she leads dynamic marriage and communication workshops and is a popular speaker at conferences. She's an MSW, Master's in Social Work, and licensed social worker as well. Again, uh, we'll be right back and we'll talk more about marriage and committed relationships right after the break. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Tune in to Melody Edmondson's The Space of the Waste radio program. This companion piece to her successful guidebook series, The Space of the Waste, focuses on body types and how to make your waist length flattering, no matter what your body type is. Guests include designers, merchandise managers, factory owners, and more. You'll also find out what accessories will complement your body shape and waist length. Tune in every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show hi everyone and we are back and i'm patricia raskin and my guest today is Marsha Naomi Berger. Her new book is Marriage Minded, an A to Z Dating Guide for Lasting Love. Okay? And she is a licensed social worker as well as an MSW, Master's in Social Work. And she leads dynamic marriage and communication workshops. She's a popular speaker at conferences. She's a clinical social worker with a private psychotherapy practice and has taught continuing education classes for therapists at the University of California, Berkeley Extension, and and other uh, certainly other associations as well. So welcome back, Marsha. Okay. Thank you, Patricia. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. So one of the things we talked about before the break was, should a spouse also be someone's best friend? And you said yes. So let's talk about that in terms of having healthy interdependence. Explain what healthy interdependence means. Some people are afraid of feeling like they're not separate people, um, and they strive to be um, independent. And in my book, I write about both 
it, that's in Marriage Mind, it's the name of the book, I write about both healthy interdependence and healthy independence. And um, I think interdependence is something that really has to happen. It goes with sharing your life with someone. You depend on each other for all sorts of cooperative endeavors. Mm -hmm. Um, And at the same time, we all need space to grow. So much of us, most of us need to have activities that we do independently also and spend time with our own separate friends and and our family members. So so both are true. A a good relationship includes a healthy kind of independence and also a healthy interdependence. And healthy, right, and it could mean having other friends, right? I mean, it, it, your your marriage or significant relationship isn't your only strong relationship. Friends, right. family, and, siblings. And, you know, we, we mentioned about the best friend idea, and I'm not saying that your spouse should be your best friend. Um, I say research shows that in general the spouses who are best friends have the happiest marriages, so that's in general, and people may have happy marriages and, and have a different best friend. Hmm. So let me ask but you about general, marriage. The ones who are best friends have the best relationship. Let's talk about um, societal pressure to marry, which has decreased over the last decades. Yet for advocates for marriage equality, have prioritized and fought for access to the institution. So how has marriage equality expanded and strengthened the concept of marriage? I think the concept of marriage is tremendously strengthened when people look at marriage as a collaborative experience where partners respect each other as equals and share in decision-making and, um, you know, communicate well about what their wants and needs are uh, in a way that ends up benefiting the relationships of both partners benefit when each one is clear and communicative. Marsha, would you say everything you've talked about today in terms of understanding someone's imperfections and, you know, being able to be interdependent and really communicating well, all the principles you've talked about today in a good relationship, does this apply also to same-sex marriages, same-sex couples? Yes, definitely. Uh, Any two people who live under the same roof can benefit from the ideas that I include in marriage-minded, and there are a lot of ideas there. There are over 100 entries on different topics, some of which we have been talking about. Good. What about divorced women who are hesitant to remarry after a painful and difficult prior marriage? Yeah, it is very natural to want to be cautious if they have had a difficult, painful marriage before. So I advise people to make sure to grieve, to take as long as you need to get a sense of closure about the difficulty that you experience and and let yourself feel whatever the feelings are that come up. It's usually a lot of hurt, pain, maybe anger, disappointment. Um, Maybe also you remember the good times and think about what you've learned or can learn from the relationship. And Mm -hmm. that can also help guide you. Toward do you, what to look do you think for. therapy? Do you think therapy and support groups would be helpful? You know, when you had a, a difficult marriage and and it's you want to be open, but you have some block blocks because of what happened. Do you think therapy? Uh, yeah, and, I think um, therapy can be a, a tremendous support with the process to help you open up and and feel accepted and valued, um, which happens in good therapy. Hmm. Uh. Now, widows, let's talk about widows. They often feel that dating again is a betrayal of their deceased spouse. How can those who've lost a spouse enter that dating scene again successfully? Yeah, well, in in some ways it's similar to the people who are divorced because um, there's so many feelings um, to process and They need time to grieve, and there are many ways to grieve, including through grief counseling, which I highly recommend. Um, Again, they can spend time grieving their loss for as long as it takes and to remember the wonderful things that are now missing and let all kinds of feelings surface about their deceased spouse. 
if they want to date successfully again, they should wait to gain enough closure about their loss um, and before they'll have the energy to create a new and mutually satisfying relationship. And some will want to marry again and some will not. Do you think, though, that in a, in a healthy relationship, let's say that you're with someone who's been married before either or the widow and they had a happy marriage and now you're with them. Do you feel that it's healthy to talk about that relationship with them? I mean, certainly they, they love that person. Uh, how do you feel about that? That's a hard one because the new person wants to probably feel special, and yet at the same time, there needs to be compassion for right. what their partner has gone through and what their partner misses. And I think that it is important to be open, you know, to a certain extent, um, but if the person has not done the grieving for their previous relationship, um, then that could get in the way <laughs> of a future one because your your new partner doesn't want to be your grief counselor. That's not going to work because that interferes with their the current relationship. So I think... Right. Um, but I'm I mean, sorry? if they just want to talk about, you know, things... Like, for example, you know, they went on a trip with the person who they loved in the person, and they're now a widow or a widower. And, you know, they talk about the trip they went on. They talk about it was really a great trip. I mean, I, I, I feel that that can be really okay because it was a relationship that was a beautiful relationship. It's not, it's more sharing memory. I guess is what I'm saying. Oh, yes. I think that that does sound like a, a really nice kind of a conversation. It could also lead into um, how about the two of us take a trip to a different place that will be exciting and new for both of us. Right. Absolutely. That's a very good point. And that comes brings me to the next question. How does a couple keep a marriage exciting and fun? Well, one of my strongest recommendations for this is to have weekly marriage meetings. My first book is called Marriage Meetings for Lasting Love, 30 Minutes a Week to the Relationship You've Always Wanted. And Patricia, you mentioned at the beginning of the show that my husband and I have a weekly marriage meeting, which we learned how to do uh, when we took a class when we were first married, a class for couples. And the the meeting has four simple agenda items, and one of them is planning fun and good times. So going to new places, old places, having adventures, taking risks together, giving each other surprise gifts, knowing and honoring each other's love languages, um, all kinds of ways to keep a marriage exciting and fun. And we talked about sex. Well, sex is exciting, so uh, good mm. sex. So keep, keep that going. And Mm. be yourself, stay interesting by doing what interests you, and that will keep you feeling alive and glowing. Yes. And I think of that song, This Little Light of Mine, I'm Going to Make It Shine. It's an old song. I don't know if you've heard of it. But um, if you shine, your relationship is likely to shine. Yeah, very true. It's great. Um, You said there were four components when you have this weekly meeting with your husband. So one, you said, is planning fun. What are the other three? Okay, and I'll, I'll tell them in order. The first part is expressing appreciation to each other. Uh, the second part is coordinating chores or responsibilities. It's like the business part of the meeting. The third part is the planning fun or good times together. And the fourth time, the fourth item is problems or challenges. And I explain in the book how to use positive communication skills to deal with issues so that you are collaborating and usually reaching solutions that work for both of you. That's great. Great. All right. So say that we're just about up to the break, but just say them again quickly because I think those are worth noting and maybe people jotting down. The four of them. Okay, Go but ahead. they need to know how to, how to do them too. So you, you can try it. Um, appreciation. Yeah. Chores or responsibilities, planning good times, and then dealing with issues. And if you want to know exactly how to hold a marriage meeting, um, the best resource is my book, which is called Marriage Meetings for Lasting Love. Okay. And on that note, we're going to take a break. My guest is Marsha Naomi Berger. Her brand new book is Marriage Minded, an A to Z dating guide for lasting love. 
and she is a, a social worker, a licensed social worker, and leads dynamic marriage and communication workshops and is a popular speaker at conferences. What is your website, Marsha? Meetings with an S on the end, marriagemeetings.com. Okay. All right. All right, everyone, you're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. Stay tuned. We will be right back. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. Listen for Go to Health Radio, featuring host Jonathan Marks and health experts from around the world who bring evidence-based education from Western, alternative, and holistic practices. We bring together you, seeking relevant and proven information for your health care needs and reputable health care experts and companies who offer quality education for your benefit. Monthly, we also share continuing education for medical professionals. Listen live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance at success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and we are back. My guest is Marsha Naomi Berger, and her book is Marriage-Minded, An A to Z Dating Guide for Lasting Love. Marsha Naomi Berger leads dynamic marriage and communication workshops and is a popular speaker at conferences. And welcome back. And Marsha, tell, tell us some stories. Tell us some success stories of people you've worked with, people you've seen who've turned their relationships around. Okay, yeah, I, I lead Marry with Confidence workshops for single women who want to get married. And um, in the very first workshop that I gave, it's been, uh, I think it's been about 10 years, there were six women in the workshop and everyone got married. Everybody who came got married, and they have different stories about how that happened. A couple of them are on my website, Marriage. <laughs> my my website is called Marriage Meetings with an S dot com. Um, so there are some stories there, but I can uh, tell you from memory about a, a couple of them. Um, when I do the workshops, I have people uh, list what they're looking for in a partner, as as and I have some other lists that are in the Marriage Minded book. And um, and one of what I what I do in the workshop is I help people differentiate what they want from what they need. And this one woman found it very, very helpful um, because she got very specific about, well, I'll give one example. She had, she had um, on her list, she had, I think she had artistic creative. She wanted to be artistic creative. And meanwhile, she'd been dating a guy who was emotionally unstable. 
Um, so uh, I suggested that may, which is more important to have emotional emotional stability or or artistic creative, and that helped turn her around and and find a man who um, you know, was was a really good fit for her, and they've been married now. They she got married within about a year, uh, and uh, and she met him online. Um, and moved to the to Israel where he where he where he was living, um, so mm-hmm. so that worked out very well. And uh, another woman in the workshop wasn't sure if she wanted to get married, and <clears throat> it was also helpful for her, I think, to to learn what she wanted if she did want to get married. And um, and, and I think uh, I think she was. She told me that she was encouraged. Uh, I'm trying to remember who was it. One one of her. Relatives, I think, told her daughter she was divorced, and uh, one of the relatives told her daughter, "Your mother has to get married, or she'll never leave you alone." Uh, so, so, <laughs> so people get influenced different ways. Anyway, she met a lovely man also online. Uh, he was he was from Canada, and he moved here to in, he moved to the San Francisco Bay Area uh, to be married to her, and. Um, there's a couple of more stories. Um, do yeah. you do you want me to keep talking, or do you want to add something, Patricia? Yeah. Well, I think you know. I think the main thing is looking at how you can turn something around. I think that's the thing that I want to look at because, you know, you hear so many times people say, "Look, that's the way it is. They're never going to change. Forget it." And I don't that's, think that's true. I think people can change if they want to, which is something you said, Marsha. Exactly. Yes, the will has to be there, and and something that you said that impressed me. Um, you say this about your show: turning obstacles into opportunities. Mm-hmm. And there are all kinds of self-defeating beliefs people have, like like there's no men around, or I'm too fat, or I'm too old, or I'm too thin, or whatever it is. Uh, uh, and explain in marriage minded how we can turn some of those obstacles around into opportunities, and. Uh, Let's see. So, uh, so yes. Yeah, so, so two people in my own family um, got married. Um, who it was a challenge, uh, and one one of them is. Uh, uh, I guess I probably shouldn't even say that. You know, she, I don't know if she wants me to publicize it. Um, let's just say. <laughs> excuse me. Um, this woman uh, had been dating different men, uh, and she was getting near age forty, and. Um, she had this friend, they were just friends, a, a, a nice guy, and she suggested at some point that maybe um, she could fix him up, introduce him to another friend of hers for dating. And he said, what about you and me? And that had never occurred to her. And they did end up starting dating, and, and they got married, and they, they have two teenage kids now. And, and uh, so, so that, was, that was nice, you know. What was the obstacle there? I guess she just didn't have her eyes open, or, and, mm. and maybe he was a little yeah. shy to express yeah. interest in her right away yeah. or, or for quite a while. Well, I had an experience, and, and I, I talk about this, cause it, and it was interesting. I was you know, in a relationship, and, and there were just some things that just were hard for me. And I finally said, you know what, this is too hard for me. I'm, I'm just, it's just too difficult. And I said, I really love you, but I just, I want to see other people because I, it's just too hard. I didn't say, you got to change, you got, I didn't, no ultimatums, just this is what I, and then I just let it go. And I said, I still want to see you. And so we kept the relationship going, and it was so fascinating because behaviors changed on both of our parts, and the relationship got closer, which is very interesting. And, it, and I didn't go into this with ultimatums. I went into it with, well, you know, there were just certain things. And, and uh, these things obviously could change because they weren't like character things. And so it, it, I don't know, ever since that happened, things changed. And it's, it was great. You were clear about what you wanted and what was not acceptable. Yeah, but I, but it wasn't like you better do this. It wasn't no. that at all. Mm-hmm. No, no, it wasn't an ultimatum. But it right. was expressing who you are, what fits for you, and what doesn't. And apparently, um, you know, it and and it's and it was delightful because, you know, it was terrific. So there you go. So, you know, there's there's a lot of hope. He, he so valued what, the relationship enough to do what he could on his end to make it better. Absolutely, and the love the love has grown. So there you mm-hmm. go. Uh-huh. 
All right. So my question to you is, what would you like to leave our listeners with today? What What are your final thoughts about being marriage-minded, relationship-minded, uh, you know, significant other relationship, however you want to call that, but being in a committed relationship? Um, oh, well, I think uh, an answer could be, to, because it's so individual, what is getting in your way? What is the obstacle that you need to overcome? And, and then um, get educated, learn how to deal with whatever might be getting in your way and move towards what you truly want. Mm-hmm. Mm. And, and that means talking about it openly, it sounds like. It means talking about it. It means getting education. The reason that I wrote Marriage Minded uh, and, and put so many different elements into the book, over 100 entries, um, so that anybody can say, what am I looking for? You know, do I want to figure out when to have sex <laughs> or do I want to figure out how to deal with money or do I want to... Uh, do I want to overcome uh, my feelings of low self-esteem? Or, you know, whatever it is, you can go in the index and, and say, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to learn about this. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wherever you learn, and you'll find some mentors. There's a lot of different ways to overcome obstacles, and so many people have. Um, and you should be optimistic and know that you can, Thank too. You. Thank you so much, Marsha. Marsha Naomi Berger, tell us, tell us the name of the website again, please. Marriage Meetings with an S on the end, dot com. All right. And the book is Marriage Minded, an A to Z dating guide for lasting love. Marcia, thanks so much for being on the program. Um, stand the line for a second. It was delightful. Thank you. Thank you. Um, all right. All right, everyone. That wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know that you can make your dreams come true. You can write to me, Patricia, at PatriciaRaskin.com, and I'll put you on my newsletter list so you can see all the great guests. You can find me online at Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources on Facebook. And if you're interested in doing your own podcast, since I've interviewed over 5,000 people in four decades of doing this work, I can help you, and I want to help get those positive messages out there so contact me patricia patriciaraskin.com okay everyone that's it for tonight for today have a wonderful week i'm patricia raskin bye for now thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the patricia raskin show be sure to join patricia raskin and another amazing guest next monday at 2 p.m eastern time 11 a.m pacific time on the voice america variety channel Have an outstanding week.